Welcome to the Child Care Bio Girl podcast. Jeff Johnson here, Nicole Halton over there. Although there's somebody else on Zoom with us, it's Bodie. Um, Bodie, what are you like, 15, 16? 11. 11. I knew it was something like that. So <laughs> um, we're going to jump into this. Nicole, um, the family's on lockdown. We are. We yeah. are. We're only on day 12, so we're not doing too bad. Um, you're homeschooling. Yes. Um, how is that going? Bodie's with us because he's got opinions. Um, so let's jump in and let's talk about this. What's, uh, what's homeschooling on lockdown like? Uh, well, I just want to put in a bid to make sure mum's sent to a good asylum after it finishes. <laughs> what are you doing to make, make it necessary for your mom to go to an asylum? Oh, she said it herself. It's, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just, it's just not the same as going to school. It's better? Um, no, no. Look, the the other two are, are torn. So Marley, who's eight, loves it. She thinks homeschooling's great. Um, Sage, who's six, is a bit meh. It's okay. Bodie's not keen. He wants to yeah. go back to school. Yeah. Why? What do you miss about school, Bodie? Uh, mainly my friends, but also, uh, I just find it easier to think at school. It just possesses thinking vibes. Thinking vibes. There's thinking vibes at school. He told me yesterday that there's not enough thinking vibes in this house. What does your mom and sister, what do your mom and sisters do to, to harsh your thinking vibes? <laughs> They're just distractions. Oh man. Uh, you poor guy. What is it that you think about at school that um, requires so many vibes? Um. I don't know. Mainly it's just because I talk to my friends a lot, which makes me like distracted while I'm doing work. And it just seems like my brain's working more trying to talk to my friends and do work at the same time. Mm-hmm. So now that he doesn't have friends at home to talk to, he thinks that that's, that's impacting his ability to stay focused. Yeah. So, so truthfully, are you doing more talking to your friends or thinking about schoolwork at school? Hmm. Uh, I'm more talking to my friends, to be honest. <laughs> well, now we know yeah. Bodie's an honest kid. Um, yeah. So, so how's mom as a teacher? Um, what? Yeah, not good. Not the best. I've had, I've had better. Although, although I did teach him a better strategy for division today. Thank you. Did I? Yeah, that was yeah. yesterday. Though. Oh, yesterday. Sorry, I did teach him a better strategy for learning to divide big numbers. So I was pretty impressed with myself. Use a a calculator, right? Well, that would be a better strategy altogether. Yeah, probably. That would be a much better strategy. But um, no, but having said that, I think I'm a pretty flexible teacher. We've got lots of playtime. Yeah, I suppose. You can't complain about that. We kind of have a cap that we work until lunchtime. That's about it. That's so much better than being at school. Well, yeah, I get- that's probably good too, because it's probably a lot, actually a lot more on task time than you get at school. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there are, there are some benefits and that's one of them, but. What about, yeah. what about lunch? Is lunch better at the school building or is it better at home? I 
influence when they go to school. So oh. Our schools are so different to your schools. It's yeah. most children take their own lunch. We've got like canteen, which is kind of like a cafeteria, but lunch is so different there. Um, but, yeah, most of the kids take their own lunch. So it's, it's not much different really, is it? No. So mom is even even at home. She's just throwing stuff in a bag for you and and sending you. Off for that. <laughs> just hope for the best. <laughs> she's not making know. she's not making a four course meal for you for lunch every day. Oh. Definitely, I could eat one, but yeah, he'd definitely eat one. You but poor no. kid. Yeah. So Brody, what what are your what are your favorite what are your favorite subjects? Three favorites are English, maths, and drama. English what and drama? I lost you. I didn't hear you. English, maths, and drama. English, maths, and drama. Um, you, you you need to try to get a little bit closer to the mic. I think if you, I don't know where the mic is, but we lose you a little bit. Um, so that that's that's cool. Uh, what about what what is it about drama that you like? Uh, I've always been very dramatic, and my teacher always picks me. <laughs> Because he thinks I'm amazing and modest. Yeah, and modest. Are, you, are you so modest too? Huh? Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's cool to have somebody thinks you're who thinks you're amazing. Um, my my experience with your mom is that she she has kind of uh, some positive feelings about you as well. Most of the time, <laughs> she, she she seems to really kind of dig you. Really? Yeah. I I never really get that. (laughs) (laughs) The truth comes out. He says with a huge grin on his face. (laughs) All right. Have you got any more thoughts about homeschooling? Um, not really. No. Anything you want to know about the America? Mm. No, I'm good at geography. Oh, there you go. He knows all about the America. He's sort of- yeah. <laughs> all right. I know well. I about like random countries and stuff too. I'm, I'm probably the smartest in my class. And, and again, so modest. <laughs> yes. That's See, great. I would love to have been um, homeschool on lockdown and homeschooled because I was not the smartest in my class. I was a, I was a troublemaker and um, always looking for ways to get out of doing the stuff the teachers wanted us to do. And, and, um, and so I would have preferred not to be there, but I didn't have any choice. Yeah. No. Well, back to it for you. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, see you, Jeff. Bye Bodie. Thanks for joining us. So he's a, he's a, he's a cool looking kid. Yeah. He goes all right. <laughs> <laughs> But they look overall, they're doing okay with the homeschooling thing. But I think that's partly probably my approach to it. And I think this this lockdown in particular, I went, you know what, we'll do what we do. Um, but ultimately, we're going outside to play and we're just going to, you know, cruise along. The other day, we, we had we'd spent the morning, they all did what they were supposed to do for their classwork. And then we had some lunch and went for a bush walk. We've got like a really good bush area just near us with a creek and whatever. And we went for a walk along there. And I reckon they probably learnt more and had more interesting conversations on that bush walk than they did in the whole morning of schooling. 
Well, I mean, sure, because they're they're out in the real world. They're not yeah. in the uh, the uh, four walls of the school building that uh, where, where they're having things dumped into their head that somebody else cares about probably yeah. a lot more than they do. And I think it's interesting, like this, you know, I mean, for us here, so I know in New South Wales, in parts of New South Wales, so in Sydney, um, families have been homeschooling for about seven or eight weeks now. And then last year in Victoria, they homeschooled for months, you know, like several months. Um, and I think that people either fall into one, of two, one or two camps, like they either want to try and replicate everything that happened at school and go crazy trying to do that or they start to realize you know what what they do at school is kind of unrealistic and it's you know it's so nice a lot of people have said to me how nice it is to see their children playing and spending so much time you know playing and getting outside and doing creative things rather than just sitting in a classroom all day yeah yeah um here and I mean it's been it's varied from state to state, but across the board in the U.S. over the last year, the number of families that started homeschooling and that have decided to continue it, even yeah. after their local schools are are reopening yeah. for in-person classrooms, has has skyrocketed. I mean, one yeah. state one state was up like sixteen percent, and homeschooling yeah. numbers have been climbing. Um, for for years already and it's this is i mean it's kind of like we talked about in the last episode we were together talking about how how online meetings have kind of been been pushed forward uh, a number of years from where they where they would have been uh without the pandemic i think the the homeschool movement has has kind of uh went that way too because people are seeing the the benefit in their child one thing i hear about about a lot is the uh how how kids are happier i mean less stress laying less anxiety sleeping better all that kind of stuff have you have you seen any of that with yours yeah look in all fairness all three of mine love school and thrive at school and they're at a really you know they're at a school that they love and you know overall we have a pretty good experience with school um i still have my own issues with the school system um and their school while it does some things that kind of help allay that there's a lot of things still you know a lot of worksheets and craptivities and stuff that I just go oh why are we doing that it's such time wasting filler um you know and I see there'd be so many advantages to doing things differently but overall it's been a pretty good choice for our family so being at home probably isn't a huge difference for them they're you know they're still happy and engaged and I think one of the big things um, I know Tasha and I were talking about it the other day um, so she's got Oscar at home homeschooling he's the same age as Bodie and um, he's got no one else though you know like it's just him at home whereas for my three they've got each other so they got that social interaction as well because I think that's a huge part that is missing and I know I was speaking to someone who actually does homeschool their children usually not in pandemic times but just usually homeschools their children and they said so many people have said to them oh now I understand what it's like to homeschool and I don't know why you do it and they said this isn't what it's like to homeschool homeschooling usually you know means that we go to libraries and museums and we go out with other families and we go you know on nature excursions and we you know like we do so many different things we're not just sitting at home learning off a device, you know, like that. It, I think there'll be a lot of people that might, you know, if they, if they're thinking this is really what homeschooling is, then they wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. Um, but 
yeah, I think there are a lot of people that are seeing the benefits, you know, with their children with having more time to play, but also less time in transition. You know, it's that time spent getting ready for school and getting to the bus or to school, getting to the car and off to school and the back and forth. Like it's those transition periods that are now gone. And, you know, obviously with that comes, you know, and, and again, my children don't do much in the way of outside school activities because we just come home and play in the backyard. But I think for a lot of children, not having those, you know, that constant running around has lowered some of that stress as well. You know, so having school at home has actually reduced that need to be back and forth. And, you know, I I think there's implications in terms of social interaction for some children, you know, when there's that lack of being able to connect with other children, you know, and play with others. But, yeah, I think for a lot of children, there's a lot of benefits. Maybe just not for the parents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> especially, especially the ones who are like trying to run a business at the same time or something. <laughs> what What's the, I mean, what's the logistics like? Are you getting assignments from the teachers, the stuff they're supposed to be working on? Yeah, or- so our, our school uses an app and each child has their own login and the parents have a login and whatever. And so each day they can log into the app and it gives them a daily schedule. And at the top half, it's got, um, you know, the things that they'd really like them to get done. So, you know, most of that's obviously your maths and your English and, you know, a few other basic things. And they kind of put a time frame next to it. Um, so they say this activity might take 10 minutes or something. Um, but then they also then beneath that, they'll have a bunch of other things they can do. So there might be PE things. So it's like games they can go and play out in the backyard and music lessons. So um, the music teacher creates little YouTube videos and the kids can get on there and watch those and then do different activities with that. And, you know, so there's those sorts of things. And then they, once they've done the bits that they need to do, and some of it's um, like on an iPad and or a computer and then other stuff's you know handwritten and then they might take a photo of it and upload it into their app and then they're done so it's it's a fairly good system you know like it's easy to keep track of who's doing what um you know they have a morning zoom meeting with their teacher um so they like get in there and their whole class gets in there and they talk about what's happening for the day and just check in with each other and all those sorts of fun things play a few games and stuff like that but logistically it's you know it's pretty reasonable um I think last time when it happened the first time they tried to just replicate the school day and it was Mm. just so intense and you know it felt like we were on this schedule and needing to get everything done by a certain time whereas now it's like if we're up at seven o'clock and they want to get started then they can just get started and you know if we want to be finished at lunchtime and go for a walk we can do that so I think it's got that flexibility now. But having said that, I'm really hoping it doesn't last much longer. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask, um, what's uh, what's the what's it been like with masking kids in school over there? Has that happened? It's only happening for children over 12. Um, so at the moment here, they don't have masks recommended for children under 12. Um, so I know just before we went into lockdown, um, they were recommending that the high school, so my kids go to a school that's like from kindergarten all the way through to finishing school. So, you know, the kids there are between five and 18. Um, so the children that are sort of 12 and up, um, and the staff were wearing masks, um, but the children aren't. Um, and I don't know whether that will change when they go back after this lockdown, but 
you know, as far as I know, the recommendation is still that children under 12 don't need to wear masks or shouldn't be. But I don't know, at the moment, they're saying it's so much um, that, that so many of the cases that we're experiencing now are in children. So whether that changes in a bid to get them back to school, I don't know. Because I have heard that in the US, there are some states that are where schools are trying to mandate and then the government's saying, no, you can't mandate that, we'll take away your funding, and it seems to get very sketchy. Yeah, yeah, we, we like to do our own thing over here. Um, I mean, there, are places <laughs> that are, there, there are places that are trying to mandate masks for, for two-year-olds, um, yeah. which is, I mean, that's, it, that's it's crazy. insane. Because I mean, we have got, we've got masks mandated for early childhood staff at the moment. And we're even finding that really difficult. Like our family daycare educators, so they care for, you know, four children in their own home. They have to legally wear a mask every day. And, you know, I mean, the implications for children around that really worry me too, you know, around speech development and even just that facial connection. Like I just, you know, it, it's it's a, such a tricky one. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, on one hand, I, I think we're doing a thing, a lot of things that are bordering on neglect and abuse to children through this whole last year yeah. and a half. And on the other hand, kids are kids are incredibly resilient. Yeah. And so 15, 20 years from now, they're probably going to be fine. Yeah. And we're probably doing a lot of stuff needlessly that's kind of screwing them up in the short term to, to some extent. Yeah. Uh, Bodhi seems like he's doing all right, though. He seems like a pretty resilient, happy, um, confident yeah. young man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So confident. <laughs> Unbelievably so. Um, but yes, they, look, they're all doing really well. And, you know, I think but I think a part of that is just playing and, you know, having that that like not not a huge pressure you know some days if we don't get everything done we just don't get everything done and you know some days are really stressful this morning was incredibly stressful everyone seemed to need something at the same time and things were confusing and you know it was like and I was trying to do things at the same time and I thought <laughs> no I don't want to do this anymore um but you know I think it's it's short-term pain and hopefully yeah. you know soon and I mean, another piece of this is that the families that were the families and kids that were doing all right before COVID are probably doing all right through it compared to yeah. families and kids that were struggling before COVID are probably struggling a, a lot more uh, yeah. during this because that that just. Yeah, it's it's a hard one. And I think like there are some families who I think have been brought a lot closer together, um, you know, and even in terms of having work shut down and they're at home. And, you know, I think we saw, we started to see here a really big shift in people going, you know what, I need to slow down a bit. We want to spend more time as a family. We want to just, you know, really wind things back a little bit. But then in the last couple of months, it was like it ramped up again. And everyone got busy, busy, busy again. And, you know, that family dynamic seemed to shift again. And so it's kind of in a way like this has come about just to push us back and remind us, hey, you know what? You said you wanted to slow down. You need to slow down again. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, through this whole thing, the 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 amount of substance abuse and alcohol oh. abuse and suicide rates and drug overdoses, yep. all of those things have skyrocketed. Um, yeah. 
And so if you're a eight-year-old and family is dealing with the uh, pandemic with, uh, with vodka and Vicodin, um, it, it makes it kind of a struggle for you. So it's yeah. kind of a kind of you a even talked about that the other day, like my husband and I were saying, you know, they were talking about essential services that are open and, you know, they're saying grocery stores are open and this place, you know, doctor's surgeries and whatever and bottle shops and, you know, or liquor store as it is in America, but you know, the bottle O here, um, you know, that's still open. And we, I kind of went now, look, total disclaimer, I don't drink. So it was like, why do they even need to be open? But then as my husband pointed out, if you've got people for whom alcohol is usually an issue, then they're reliant on that. If they don't have it, that could be a big issue for them. But by the same token, you're also encouraged, not encouraging, but supporting people to continue that, you know, and probably drink more because they're at home more and whatever. And so that could then lead to you know, situations of family violence and, you know, things like that. It's like a real vicious cycle and a bit of a catch-22. Like, you know, you can't say, well, we'll close that and not make it available because that can have ramifications. But then by making it available, do we then have other ramifications because we're stuck at home and that's kind of where people get to? I don't know. Well, I think we've solved the world's problems. Oh, completely. (laughs) Completely. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Well, I hope uh, hope your lockdown doesn't last too much longer, so you can get back to uh, back to back to work. I've uh, as we've been recording here, I've had a couple emails from uh, members of your staff about things that we're working on. So, uh, well, you're <laughs> well, you're at home homeschooling; they're at home uh, they're keeping, hard at work. Keep, keeping the office running, apparently. So, well, uh, look, they're doing an amazing job, and yeah, you know, and that's the thing. I think everybody who is homeschooling or home learning, even if they're kind of sitting at home going oh this is awful and I wish I wasn't doing this they're doing what they can you know they're doing the best making the best of the situation I think that's all you can do is just you know you're never going to replicate school and you don't need to yeah there's no need to create a school at home you just need to create opportunities for children to engage and to be curious and you know do all those sorts of play-based things that we know are good for children and they'll get there, you know, they'll be fine. Like, I think there's so many people worried about, oh, are they going to fall behind? It's like, they're not going to fall behind. They'll be fine. Yeah, they'll be where they need to be. And there's never been a better time in the the history of humankind for a pandemic. I mean, (laughs) well, that's right. We're so, we're so, um, you know, we've got everything at our fingertips. Yeah. That if there's ever been a time to be stuck at home, it is now. It's like you can order anything um and have it delivered you know like there's and we kind of we were talking about that the other day I think Brody said something about oh I hate being at home because of blah and we said you have a Nintendo like you know like if this had happened even when I was your age it's like there'd have been far fewer things for us to do yeah you just sit there and and stare at stare at the wall I don't know if you can hear that someone just started playing the guitar in the background yeah, I mean, not too not too many uh, generations ago, there would have been a pandemic. Nobody would have had a guitar. No, yeah. that's right. <laughs> that's right. Someone's playing a guitar. Look, it is a hand-me-down guitar from someone's grandparent, but um, like, someone is a playing guitar. the guitar. Back, back in Having the day, said you, would that, had to, you would have had to mug a, a traveling minstrel to get a guitar well, back in the day. Well, this is true. This is true. I mean, the guitar playing, this is the downside for us with the homeschooling. Uh, it's things like the guitar playing because my poor husband sleeps during the day because he starts work at 
2.30 in the morning. So he's asleep right now and they're playing the guitar just outside the bedroom door. Happy homeschooling. That's nice of them. (laughs) Hey, kids, mom's going to get you a puppy dog for Christmas. I can't hear you now. Oh, I thought you had your earbuds out. Oh, oh wait, one's one's running this way, so maybe <laughs> they're tuning in. Bodie, mom's getting you a puppy dog for Christmas. Chocolate lab. No, no, they didn't hear you. No. This has been the Child Parent Bar and Grill podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode. If you think uh, Nicole should get the kids a puppy for Christmas, uh, reach out and let me know. <laughs> no. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.